Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Brother Nehemiah, we love you. Come preach the word of the Lord tonight. One of the greatest soul winners I know. Amen. God blessed us when he gave us Brother Nehemiah Gators. Amen. I love to hear his preaching and teaching the word of the Lord. Why don't you stretch your hands this way and pray that pray for him. He's already been praying for you, but you pray for him that God would speak through him to us. Lord, we love you. Pray that God you anoint the man of God tonight to feed our souls tonight with bread from heaven. Thank you for the man of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Pastor. How me appreciate our man of God. Let's keep that going. Let's um, let's keep that season of prayer just going if we if we can. We'll pray for another request my wife recently got a new job and uh, there's a her boss his child has been in children's hospital in Columbus and um, the little boy's name's Owen they're trying to they've done every kind of procedure they've exhausted to see what's what's wrong with him but they can't find anything wrong but he's still there and so my wife told her that we will be praying. And so we, I just want to simply just go to prayer, all of us right now, if we can, and uh, pray for him. Elder Millie, would you lift your voice right where you're at? The boy's name is Owen. And can you pray for him? Let's all pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pray you touch him, God. Come on, lift your voice in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you believe it, clap your hands one more time. Going to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19. Just kind of want to give you where the Lord's had me at. And uh, in Jesus' name. Reading through verse uh, 47, 41 through 47. They got that. They can put that up there. You got your Bibles. I hear the rustling of the leaves. You ready? You got it? Cool, cool. Verse 41. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it saying, If thou hast known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace. But now they are hid from thine eyes. For the day shall come upon thee, that thine enemy shall cast a trench about thee, and cast thee round, and keep thee on every side, and shall lay thee even with the ground, and thy children with thee, within thee. And they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou 
knewest not the time of thy visitation. And he went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold therein and them that bought, saying unto them, It is written, My house is the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And he taught daily in the temple, but the chief priests and the scribes and the chief of the people sought to destroy him or kill him. Can you say amen? You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. It's a great honor to stand behind this pulpit and uh, minister to you this evening. Um, I guess the title of the message will be Discerning the Visitation of God. Amen. Um, God is awesome. He is great. And he's greatly to be praised. I'm going to say it one more time. Because I'm talking about the one that saved our souls. Put food on the table. Closing our back. God is awesome. And he is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, over this weekend, a kind of a consolidation of this message tonight and uh, these portions of scripture um, that the Lord uh, quickened me uh, to share this evening. The title of the message this past weekend where the Lord had me preach was uh, called Let the Wind Blow. And... Um, the wind of God is blowing throughout all the earth. Uh, it's true. I mean, it, if you don't see the supernatural, uh, let me see, supernatural ripple effect throughout all the world, I, I would say probably the head is in the sand. I don't mean that to be offensive, but you can tell, I mean, it's not normal anymore. Can you say amen? <laughs> I mean, it's just what it is. The coming of the Lord is very nigh. I mean, it's later than we think. And I can't wait to go to heaven to be with Jesus. Amen. Amen. If we, all, if we have hope in this life, the apostle said, we're all men most miserable because there's a hope beyond this life. Amen. And so, thing that, that has been troublesome to God, if you will, if I can use that, that word to make a point here, is to try to uh, control uh, the hand of God or uh, force the hand of God. It's something impossible that we can't do. But man, I mean, it's crazy that he, he tried to do that. Uh, the things that he has given man to operate in, as we can see in the Old Testament, uh, through the operation of the tabernacle and then um, all the rules and regulations, rules and things like that that they came up with hindered God to move in a way that he wanted to move. So much so they did their own thing. When Jesus showed up on the scene, he said, I came amongst my own and my own received me not. I mean, if they, their heart was, you know, at posture toward the Lord, they would have recognized my coming. He also said in, in John chapter 3 uh, to Nicodemus 
that the wind blows where it wants to. And that's God's business. And it's a, it's a dangerous thing to get in front of God and to put your fleshy paws on what God is doing. I've seen God remove people. I'm just going to talk to you tonight. I've seen God remove people as long as I've lived for the Lord. I've seen actually the hand of God remove people that were an offense to his wind blowing. God said to, to, through, the, through, the, uh, through the prophet, he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. He said, my ways are not your ways. That's why you need prayer for God to, he, he shows you his way through that through prayer and his word, but it's an impossible to figure out God without the spirit of God. And I thank God for the Holy Ghost. So that leaves us in a place where we're not ignorant uh, of the wind or ignorant that uh, we, oh, I didn't know that was your will. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that you wanted to do that. That's um, maybe a cop out or just some words to say, but you know when God is moving in your life. You know when he convicts you, you know when he challenges you, challenges you, you know when he draws you and no one can come unto Almighty God unless the Spirit begins to draw that person. And God is drawing us. God is wooing us. We've been through what I would say a time of uh, sanctification and God never deals with his people or sanctifies his people without him getting ready to do something. I want that to sink in. God never sanctifies his people <laughs> or does something to that nature unless God is getting ready to do something. The prophecy that was spoken is that this nation is going to fall to its knees. I'm not a doomsday preacher and I don't say that as a cop-out. It's just I'm... I believe the prophecies that God has spoken. Amen. And so God is going to bring this nation to its knees. But before he brings this nation to its knees, he's going to prepare his church for the incoming of the plethora of souls. Can you say amen? This land is ours. Actually, the whole world really is ours because the church is scattered everywhere. We're not in one location. We're in many locations throughout all the world. Amen. That's a wonderful thing. And I thank God that we, we, we are a part of a church that believes in missions and uh, sending people throughout all the world to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we do need missionaries in, in America too. Amen. We need revival. And God is ushering in a revival. And when you study the wind of God and the movings of the Holy Ghost, revival never came like we expected it to come. And I, I, I believe that God is removing that kind of expectation from us in a way that we trust the Lord with all of our heart and lean not unto our own understanding, but acknowledge him in all of our ways. And he will guide our path and make our way straight. After the wind began to blow in Noah's time and the waters began to go down and the wind blew out through all of the earth and that was a wind of not judgment but 
of healing. And the waters went down and after Noah came out, out of the boat, he didn't um, weep in a sense of what was, but after the wind blew and judgment came, he built an altar before God. After he built that altar, God began to speak unto him. Seed time and harvest will not cease. Amen. I'll never curse the ground again for man's sake. I, I won't do that again. That's what he said. So after the tragedy, and I'm making a point here, after the tragedy that we have been through with COVID-19, I'm going to be real with you. We, we have lost a lot of people, man. It's the truth. We've lost a lot of people. There's a lot of things that have happened. There's a lot of trauma that's happened to people, even without knowing. And that's why they probably uh, react the way that they do concerning the things of Almighty God. But I want to remind you that God still is sitting on the throne. I said God is still sitting on the throne. <laughs> He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. <laughs> Oh, some of y'all, don't, 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 there you go, there you go, because God's been too good. He's king of kings, and he's Lord of lords. He's still in control. He can still heal the sick. He can still raise the dead. He can still pour out the Holy Ghost, just like he did on the day of Pentecost. He can still bless you financially and spiritually. Can I get an amen? He's still God. He's God all by himself. And I think that we some crazy way we have forgotten that he can save anybody anywhere what he wants to he can do what he wants to when he wants to that's his business i, I don't understand the, everything of god there's some things in my, in my walk with god I'm, I'm shocked i'm like whoa i don't understand it but he's god and then when you pray and get in the spirit you begin to have peace about some things that have happened, but we've been through a, a storm. Some would call it judgment, some would call it whatever it may be, but what has happened has really happened. And I say, and I encourage us after the, the judgment or whatever has happened, let's be like Noah and build an altar because the wind of God still wants to move. I'm gonna say that again. The wind of God still wants to move. And I don't want to be ignorant of the Lord's visitation. The Lord has visited us in a way we don't understand. Thank you, Jesus. And all the arrogance, it's got to go out the door. All the dumbness, it's got to go out the door. I'm talking about let's have real prayer, sincere prayer, honest prayer before God. And we are, we, we in a service, uh, who was uh, Elder Castle, Pastor Castle, I don't know if he's here, but he was preaching. I sat there in the service and the Lord quickened me and said, I'm bringing them to the end of themselves, end of themselves. I end up listening to a message where this, this man of God said the exact same thing. And I feel like we are coming to the end of ourselves so God can be God. Amen. Hold on, let, let's wait for a second. He said, I sit up on the circle of the earth. He said, I'm the one to lift my hands to heaven and say, I live forever. Who else can do that? But our God. 
but our God. He is still in control. I'm, I, I can't be redundant enough to say that. What I'm saying that as in it's true and it's real. I've lost two parents in a year. There's no way on God's, I got a brother right now that, 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 that has overdosed, that's laying on his deathbed and I'm standing here in my right mind by the grace of God preaching the gospel. That's the power of God. I don't understand that. That was a weak response. He in all power belongs to God. The Bible says all power, it belongs to God. We have not lost our mind. We still got food on the table. We got clothes on our back. We can still feel the presence of Almighty God. After everything that we've been through, I say we should stand to our feet and give God some glory. Come on, give him glory another time. Hallelujah. And the Lord is ushering in a revival. It's got to be out of our hands before it can be completely into his hands. And the kingdom is a paradox. The way up is down. You know, the way in is out of yourself. You know, it, it's so opposite. So opposite. I want to be used of God where he's going to break you down before it builds you up. Amen. He's going to leave a dependency in your, in your life so you can still have an order and still have a man of God in your life to say yes or no. Why am I using yes or no? Because that's apostolic. I want somebody in my life to say yes or no. See, I know it, I'm going to say that one more time because listen, the spirit world is looking at your reaction. And I'm going to say it again. We need and I need and we all need a man of God in our life that can say yes or no. Come on, if you're thankful for your man of God, stand up and thank God for the gift of God. I'm not talking about worshiping a man, but worshiping God's gift and thanking God for it. Hallelujah feels apostolic in this house right now. We are the people of God. Amen. When you go through the flood, I'm going to be with you. There's not a devil that can take you out unless God gives permission. And God is in control. I'm going to be, I'm going to say it again. God is in control. You've got to get that in your heart. So much in control. Someone say amen. amen. Feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. And we got to let the wind blow. We got to get out the way. He came and wept over the city. And from his view from the Mount of Olives, he could see Jerusalem. And he wept over it, Brother Gio. And God looks high and looks down low. It's perfect. He said he didn't know the time of your visitation. And God is moving in a very specific way. Amen. In a very specific way. Am I all right, Pastor? In a very specific way. That we have to just hold his hands and walk with him. Amen. And you think that God still doesn't answer prayer. 
because of what your situation looks like. Let me help you out for a second. I prayed for my brother to be saved. I mean, out there. He was out there. Now, this is real preaching. Apostolic preaching is real preaching. It's just real preaching. This is what it is. He was out there. I mean, bugged out of his mind. Ended up doing the drugs. Overdosed. He was dead right there. They gave him that stuff to bring him back. Suboxone, whatever it is. And took him to the hospital. He was pretty much can't move. He saw, you know, eventually got pinched up like this, you know, and uh, he can't move. O only thing he can do is just be there. And it's been like that for a couple months or so. But I'm about to help you out real quick because God gave me a word. <laughs> See, God answers prayer. And the most, the most precious thing to God is the salvation of your soul. Bible says heaven rejoices over one sinner that repents. You say nothing about healing, signs, wonders, and miracles, but one sinner that repents. Amen. Makes all of heaven rejoice. Isn't that amazing? Laying there, all pinched up. One of the ministers, my, my uncle went to go see him. He prayed for him. And there was a video sent to me. It was, it was very hard to watch. But I watched it, and, I, and the Lord spoke to me. And God answered my prayer. He said, Nehemiah, this is what he said to me, Pastor. He said, Nehemiah, I have listened to your brother for all of these years. And now he's in a situation through my grace. He has nothing to do. He, ha he can do nothing right now but to listen to me. Hold on. And I was like, All he can do now is listen to the preacher and respond within himself. And the, listen, the, the mercy and grace of God, I don't understand God's operation and God, how God does that, but I guarantee you how the Holy Ghost spoke to me. God has given him a space to repent. Because, because, because if he gets up and goes back, that's horrible. I would rather in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, the mind of God, which you, you can't grasp, only he can understand himself. And he expresses things to you in the mind of God, that whole situation that looks horrific, but being in prayer and getting in the spirit and, and God is saying, I have given him mercy. Because when he tries to talk, sister bounds, he can't, you can't, all you can do is listen. And you know the truth. And I left an understanding of the truth in his spirit. And I give him mercy so he can repent. And then I'm going to take him home. I don't understand God's ways. I don't understand God. I don't understand John the Baptist getting his head, be, head cut. I don't understand that. But God allowed it to happen. But I guarantee you, John the Baptist is in heaven. Hold on. And that is our main focus. It's getting people to heaven. He didn't come to make me rich. 
If he healed my body, I still got to die to get my inheritance. Come on, somebody in Jesus' name. We teach Bible studies that they'll be saved and stay saved. Now, I'm going to say that one more time. And the Holy Ghost is here. Angels are here. And I'm going to say that one more time. And I don't care. If God has given you strength in your body, you might not be able to walk one day. You might not be able to clap your hands one day. But I'm going to say it one more time. The reason why we are here is because of souls. And thank God he has anointed us and given us the truth that we can share with somebody else. Hallelujah. And we, we need to uh, discern the time of our visitation of God. God is moving. I can't go back. Like you told David, you can't, you, can't, you can't go back. I can't bring the baby back, but you can go to the baby. We can go forward. Can you say amen? And then God spoke to me something else out of Revelation chapter 3. He said At this, in this pandemic, we lost a lot of things. We lost some great men of God. Oh, my goodness. I said, we lost some great men of God. And those mantles are still in the earth. They're scattered all the way through the earth. There's mantles still here. And some of us need to get spiritually mature that those mantles can rest upon our life. And God spoke to me in Revelation chapter 3. He said, strengthen. Pastor, listen. Strengthen the things that remain that are ready to die. What I have left, strengthen it. How do you strengthen it? Through prayer. Because after Jesus wept, and he said, you knew not the time of your visitation, another ver two verses after that, he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And in these last days, there should be much prayer in the house of God. Much prayer. You want your problem taken care of? Turn your home into a house of prayer. Leave the worship music on. Leave the word of God on in your home and make it a house of prayer. You want to get back to where God has called you? Start seeking the face of God. You'll get back because God's not a respecter of persons. But God is a respecter of our choices. Hallelujah. He's left some things. And God's saying, strengthen what I've left. Strengthen what I've left. Hallelujah. Some churches have shut down. And that's a broken heart within itself. But I'm going to say something. The fear of God. God has left this church here. And the daughter works. And the mission field works. That's something to shout about right there. I said, that's something to shout about right there. Y'all are here. See, you ain't hearing me yet. 
I want to say it one more time. That is something to shout about right there. I still left you a ministry. Come on, somebody. I still left you access to my throne. That's why you can't get Eric in the second wave. You got the strength of the things that remain. And of the things that remain, the God has anointed you with the mind to have some instruction. And we know how to have good church. We know how to move with the spirit of God. But where we trip out or where we lack, if you will, is application. I hear it. It's great. It's powerful. But he said, my people struggle with application. If you were to just apply the word of God and you would mix it with faith, you would be blessed in your deed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's revival among us, and I don't want to miss God's visitation. I don't want to throw in the towel because everything that has happened really has made our faith stronger. It, it really has. You would have, you would have lost your mind and, throw, and, 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 and quit a long time ago, but you're here today. And praise God, you're here today. Thank God for the backsliders that are coming back. That kind of shows you that we're spiritually mature. You can come to the music. We are spiritually mature to handle it because I'm telling you, there's a dynamic of Zanesville <laughs> that you got to go through, through some stuff to be able to minister and to be able to have that kind of anointing to reach people. It's the truth. It's the truth. And, and mindset is everything. I Listen, sit there with your arms folded if you want to, but God ain't playing games. Look around. Think about the last year, and you tell me if God's playing games. He's not playing games. <laughs> That's why he said my house will be called a house of prayer. We better start digging it out in prayer in Jesus' name. This is not a rebuke. This is an encouragement. God has given us direction. We need to make it a house of prayer where there's much incense going up to God. Not just when people see you or call on you to pray, but when no one sees you, that's where God's looking at. Somebody say, let the wind blow. Get out the way. Just let God be God. Well, we ain't done it like that. So what? You're supposed to be born in a in a castle where it was all nice snow, it ain't. Can you study the word? Revival always comes from a rejected place. <laughs> David came from a what? A rejected place. He showed, Jesus came from what? A rejected place. They said, no vacancy. No vacancy. God, born in a baby, a little old baby. That's where revival was. I hope, I hope that we build an altar so strong that we're looking in the right place. Ooh. Lord spoke to me and helped me understand that in any season that's the only thing that makes true sense is prayer and having an altar because we're not going back to normal and if we go back to normal or even try to go back to a normal service 
He's going to pull those reins like boop. Because God's tired of normal. It's time to be apostolic. Not in the four walls only, but in your neighborhood. I've given this church favor and my anointing is upon you. Your power will be on your knees before me in the nighttime, even in the third and fourth watch of the night. I have given you your neighborhoods. I have given you this city. I have given you lead way. But I charge you now in the authority of my spirit to let the altar of my presence remain among you. Whether I bless you or whether I stall you, every harvest needs rain. Keep my wind blowing. Anchor Church, keep my wind blowing. Don't hinder the wind. Keep my wind blowing. Let's lift our voices right now. Come on, let's seek the Lord right now for a moment. Can we do that as a family? Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Rejoice with trembling, it says in Psalms. <laughs> my altar is always open to my people. Because you've kept an altar. <laughs> when I'm shook in the nations, I will keep you. If you are perpetual with my heart for lost souls. <laughs> Come on till Zion travailed. This is the sound that needs to be in the midst of harvest. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.